0: welcome again to the third uh episode around the series the sons of god and so we've been exploring the sons of god and since the beginning of this year and i hope you have been blessed by a lot and tell us our story that we've covered so far and so today we will explore one more of uh, for me it's one of my favorite personality after christ in the bible you No, know, i've learned a lot for him my sometimes tries to mother about all of the teaching through god that he has taught us and so and someone that quite a few people have challenges with him even both believers and unbelievers alike even i see a lot of muslims don't like him uh, a lot however it's through his hiddenness to the core of god over his life you know he was able to bring light to simple to the simple and yet educated audience he really did a lot he allowed god to use him He allowed God to use his keys and he was the one that you know, brought that a lot of changes. And that's what we saw in the book of Acts of Apostle Lord. That it was full of different people, different categories. The government officials, the weak, the poor, the strong, the mighty women, mighty men, you know, artisans, different people. You know, the God in healing wrote for those audience, And I guess you already know who I'm talking about. And we talked about last week. And even looking at the title of uh, this week's podcast, you already know. And that I'm talking about no other person than Saul of Tarsus that became Paul and we know his story a lot a lot who knows his story and and so you know means prayed for why paul means humble so again see we're looking at the meaning of name Saul means prayed for so it means that even before he was launched his jewish family has ready no no that the kingdom has prayed for him god has prayed for him and so there was a call over his life already and when he even came into it god was said oh humble and he was indeed humble because he was one of the most educated apostles of this time and one of the most that the lord used mightily but he still humbled himself to to bring the word both to the simple and the mighty and so we know about his story about how paul even before he became a believer he was already set on working for god but he never knew that he was doing the wrong thing but from the beginning he was a man full of integrity committed to the things of the father but on his way to damascus like we all know the story. And he had an encounter with the light, which is God, and his life turned around. But even from his life of turning around, even there in 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 Damascus, we know about the 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 disciple of Christ, Ananias, Ananias, that was sent to to go to pray for him to restore his sight. But there was something we learned from the life of that disciple that prayed for him to restore his sight was that when he was going to pray for, then Saul that became Paul. He said, I was afraid because I heard a lot from him. But God told him, no my son go pray for Paul. Go pray for Saul because I have chosen him for his work. And he's going to do great and mighty things in the kingdom. And when he got there, he never called him the persecutor but He addressed him by his new title. Brother Saul. Brother Paul. The Lord restore your sight. The Lord has called you. That's a big lesson from his conversion. And there's something we also need to learn that when he be- Came combated. He didn't just run into the ministry, he spent quite some time, the Bible says he spent many years in Arabia, there are different speculations and different commentaries, he spent 3 years. It means that in our walk with God there is always a time of isolation. Are you enjoying your isolation time or you are you ready to go and climb the people, we see a lot of young people this day, sorry to say this, immediately they just can teach John 3.16, they know a few parts of the world, they get themselves suits. And they said, oh, I am a pastor. I am a follower. You begin to teach where I am. I, I begin to cause confusion everywhere. Because your followers are not mature just like how you are not mature. Do you need to spend more time to be discipled? Do you need to go back to God and learn? Paul allowed God to do that. Paul was a very educated man. He knew the religious way. But he had to spend time to know about God. Now we came to a point that people could say, I am for Paul. That was how powerful he became. In the work of the Spirit. So what are you doing? Are you enjoying your isolation time? Are you enjoying your witness experience? Or you are you struggling everywhere just to be in the limelight? Cooking up stories, cooking up doing everything just to be popular. But what if God has not called you to popularity contests? What if he has called you to just continue in secret? To continue to grow and walk with him. Not he brings you to the light like he did for Paul. So his story is very fascinating, and he wrote more to Ted of the New Testament, and that was great, and um, very inspiring and full of the spirit. I really invite you and encourage everyone to study the work of Paul, in the Bible will be prayerful, and the Lord will open your eyes to really see the way Paul was saying when he was carried along by the spirit to write some of those scriptures and some of those words. So what are some of the lessons that we can learn from the life of our friend, Paul, the apostle? First. God meets us at the place of service. Yes. Paul was converted at the place of service. And so what kind of service was going to persecute the people? Yes, he was walking. He was heading to his walk and God met him. So what are you doing? What service are you rendering? Are you just idle and say, No, there's nothing here. There's nothing for me to do. But there's this famous hymn. The Bible said, I love that hymn. It said, Let him not hear anyone say, I have nothing to do. Let it not be said of anyone, I have nothing in my hand to do. God will meet you at a place of service. So, who are you serving? Are you serving your family? Are you serving your neighborhood? Are you serving at your place of work? Even when they are oppressing you, are you serving? The second lesson about this uh, sons of God, uh, this son of God, Paul, is the importance of humility. His name already means humble, but beyond just his name, he was a man of great humility. And so for us as fathers, for us as single men, we must find a place, we will become of not that God will rise in us. We must really come to a point, you know, sometimes, you know how powerful you are, you know how connected you are, but you just laugh and smile when people try to just oppress you. But sometimes, you know, it's not easy. I know we're in a society, especially in in, in in this part of the world, in, in on the continent of Africa or whatever country you are. Me, for me, for the country I grew up in Nigeria, I understand and I see a lot of people most times you are provoked to want to release you how powerful or how connected you are. But God is asking, can you draw that on the altar? Sometimes it's so painful for me. I just think, mm, just one call away, I can just deal with this person. But no, you're not allowed to do that. You need to drop it. So the third lesson from the life of Paul for us as men is never to be a man pleaser. He never was. Someone that pleases people. He speaks the truth. Even when Peter, the apostle, the head of the church, was misbehaving, was doing acting in a hypocritical way, Paul called him out. But he called him out with respect. That's one thing you need to learn. You need to learn how to call people out gently. But he called him out. He never pleases people. Next is that he lived with eternity in mind. If there's any apostle or any of the followers of Christ post Jesus Christ exit to heaven, that really live with eternity in, in, in mind and always, it is the Apostle Paul. He lived with eternity in his mind. Do you do everything you do based on eternity? Not out of fear, but he knows that there's more that awaits him. There's more that awaits us. That whatever we know now, we know in shadows. We know little because there's a time is coming when there will be glorious revelation of what God wants us to do. He was a reconciler, We've been called to become reconcilers as men, as an invitation reconcile brothers and sisters to reconcile with people. Let nobody among your friends be keeping malice or be fighting or anything reconcile people. Also, let your life reconcile people back to God. Let people not of your own accord who will not follow God, who will not serve God. He was a disciplined man. He lived a disciplined life. That when he got to the no 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 in, in, in Ephesians, when he was about to leave, when he gave a summary of his life, that I've never owed anybody anything. They been anybody that owned anything, come forward and speak. There was no any sexual scandal around him. There was nothing that was said of Paul. Oh no, he was sleeping with Sister Martha, he was sleeping with Sister Docas, he was sleeping with this. No. Paul never had that scandal in him. Are you the only pastor all over the world and every minute there's always scandal around you? That's a question you need to ask yourself. Are you the only brother? Are you the only man? Are you the only boy in your neighborhood? And every minute, there's always one scandal story or the other around you. You need to stand before the Lord. He operated and showed us what the power of the Holy Spirit can do. The Holy Spirit can do anything in our life if only you to Him. Are you yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit? We learn from this it's like again, the gifts are meant to be shared. Apostle Paul did share his gift with the world. So how are you sharing your gift with your friend? You don't need to monetize it. You will leave it. you decision. say, oh, monetize this. Monetize. Learn to do some stuff for free. You don't have to monetize. The gifting itself is not for monetization. Use them to serve. Are we saying you should not get paid for the work you do? Yes, get paid. But let that not be your primary focus. You want to serve. When you want to start doing your your preaching putting them on CDs, selling getting this, getting that, so yes, there's need for money to do the work of the ministry, I totally agree with you but God can also fund his work have you sat with him to ask him how are we going to do this work there is a way that the work of God is funded the importance of self-evaluation he lived a reflective life he called himself out sometimes And that is the life that we need to live as brothers and sisters. We need to find a point to be able to call ourselves out. Live a life of self-evaluation. Know when you are erring, and you can come back. He was also an active citizen. He was an active citizen. He voted when it was time to vote. He spoke about government issues as needed and he participated. He was not a passive citizen. And the altar of prayer just like he learned from our master Jesus we all need to have the altar of prayer because that's where we need to cook ourselves and that's why when there was the storm in the boat he told them the Lord angel of the Lord in woman asab appeared to me last night and said none of us will perish because at the place of prayer the angel appeared to him a messenger was sent you need to keep an altar of prayer either single or married never like anything to keep you away from your altar and finally, one of the lessons we can learn from the life of Paul as men, as we continue this journey, is that he was a good mentor. Who are you mentoring? Who can look up to your life? He talked about you know, Timothy, his, 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 his. Timothy, his son, and he was able to mentor him. He mentored other people. In the Bible, did a lot of work and people could say, I am for Paul, I am for Apollos. Who can say i am for john who can say i am for you when you're no more here or even when you're still here i must learn from his life so as we conclude in this world in ephesians chapter 20 verse 13 to 38 you can read all later on but let me just summarize it here i said so you know that part it summarizes the life of uh, of paul and just summarizes the life that we are called to live so verse 33 to 35 he says I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes you know that these hands of mine has worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who were with me and i have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard you should remember the words of our lord jesus christ it is more blessed to give than to receive that is it symphony that's the summary of the lesson we will learn from the life of the Son of God. He was a man of prayer. He was a man that worked with his hand, hard working. He provided for the need of his family and those around him. He supported them. He was good. He was an example of what it means. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And I pray that God will indeed cause us to really learn this and will continue to be givers, not just receivers, given not just of money alone, but giving of of life, of an example, of our substance, of prayer, of our self, and of our life. I pray that we we'll yield to Him in Jesus' name. So we're going to see again next week that we'll continue our conversation on this Sons of God series, and we're going to be talking about Korah. Korah is the next person we're going to be talking about even by next week. We're going to be learning a lot of lessons uh, from the life of Korah. So until we meet again next week, I hope you go and begin to put into practice some of the things we've been learning in this series, remember, we learned a lot from the life of Lot, from Terah, now from Paul, and next week we're going to be learning from the life of Korah. So until then, stay blessed, and by the grace of God and the peace of the Spirit be with us all. In Jesus' name, amen.